Oh my god, what am I doing? Elite? Yeah. Yeah, Fitria? you mentioned. Uh, How do you pronounce it? Oh, oh, yeah, it's pronounced Elite Fatria. Okay. Hello, welcome to Just Thinking Out Loud. I'm Desiree. I have a guest with me. His name is Brian Day, and he is a member of a band called Elite Vitria. I very briefly mentioned them a few months ago. I was saying that it's not necessarily my music, but when I did listen to it, I liked it a lot. And I met Brian at the International Conference on Men's Issues in Chicago, and he had given me a little thumb drive of his music. And I'm bringing him on my show because one, he has, well, his band has come out with a new album that he's going to talk about, but particularly because the inspiration for the music is about our culture and the times that we live in. And I thought that we could kind of get some insight into where that music is coming from. So I'd first like Brian to introduce himself to you, apart from what I've already said, and then we can talk more about the music. Thanks, Desiree. Um, yeah, my name's uh, Brian Day, like you said. Uh, I'm a musician. I uh, founded my band in Denver, Colorado, and I've been doing music for a long time, but I've only really been uh, seriously working on this project since around 2015 or so. And uh, yeah, I've just finished and released an album that's called Lethe. And uh, basically, I'm starting to just set up interviews to try and promote the album and I think it's a really important album for kind of everything that's going on today and uh, yeah I mean as far as the background of the music it, it kind of comes from my personal history with depression and so I tend to write music that's a little sort of kind of on the sad aggressive side um, because that was the kind of music that helped me get through depression when I used to have depression and uh, so it's kind of like a post-industrial slash industrial more like a heavy slow kind of rock and uh, uh, I don't I don't really know a lot of people that are working on that music right now that have the sort of views that I do or are noticing the kinds of trends that I do so I think it's kind of a special and unique thing and I just kind of want to share it with as many people as possible and I think your audience is probably there's probably a lot of people in your audience that would like it a lot so I thought it was only natural to reach out to you and, and see if you wanted to talk about it. Yeah, well, I personally liked, I haven't listened to the new album. Actually, I listened to one song that you sent, and I didn't like that one song, but the songs that you gave me at ICMI, like all, I remember, I think it was like four maybe of them. I really liked those. Yeah. They, they were very good. Um, they were very uh, emotion provoking. And you know, when we listen to music, it's kind of funny how we can all listen to the same thing and sort of get a similar feeling or memories attached to those feelings might be different but music can can really like pluck at certain strings almost precisely and it's, it's quite interesting could you talk uh, more about what's behind um the music and i guess I, it's not just you in the band so i'm guessing it's not just about your feelings but could you talk more about 
where you guys are coming from in terms of directly connecting it to what's happening in society. I don't know if you just mean the U.S. or the West in general or, or what. Yeah, um, I, I guess the music as far as the, the authorship goes, that's all me. I'm a, I'm a multi-instrumentalist, so everything on the album is me except for maybe one or two things. And, oh, yeah, and as far as the band, the band are uh, comprised. The band is comprised of friends of mine that I've kind of made over the years. My guitarist is uh, a, a person that I met while I was incarcerated, and I, I sort of invited them to help me perform the songs. Um, but they are a little separate from the like the artistic intent of the songs. Um, although they they don't sort of, I guess the, the statements are more personal to myself. I guess. But uh, the, as far as what's the cultural commentary that the album represents, it's kind of hard to say whether it's just about the West because uh, because it, it's sort of a commentary on collectivism and its tendency for for lying and for uh, causing people to forget their own observations and, and the, their own pasts and. and these kind of political ideologies have taken over a good portion of the world, not just the West. And, and I think maybe it's more relevant to the U.S. and maybe the West right now. But uh, I think it's a more uh, I think the story is more applicable to the human condition at this point because of how much influence that style of thinking has had on the human psyche all, all around the world. Um, I guess more specifically, the album is kind of a commentary on a couple different levels. Uh, on a personal level, it, it's kind of about sort of cancel culture, and at a at a more macro level, it's kind of about how, at least in popular culture, it seems like we're seeing a lot of forgetting happening. People forgetting even the definitions of, you know, their own values, like like, for example, free speech or free expression and stuff like that. Um, and so the album is called Lethe. It refers to this mythological river in uh, like ancient Greece, where it was a river in Hades that they imagined uh, souls that drank out of it would forget their memories of life on Earth. And so I kind of explore Hades in a kind of musical way to sort of tell the story of, of what might be in the future for people that forget their own values, you know, collectively. Yeah, um, I had sort of had the idea that that's where you were coming from, but this is the first time I've really heard you explain it um, with the the whole mythological uh, reference. And for me, um, having encountered all of these, uh, what you would call collective ideas, I just feel like I don't fit in. And you say that it's a commentary on how people forget their own values or basically their own, you could say, individuality. individuality. And that, yeah. I don't know if your music, because your music is like kind of grungy sounding to me, what I've heard of it. Yeah. So it's almost like maybe it's, I'm just making this up. You could think that it symbolizes that struggle. You know, like where you yeah. and the collective meet, because like you can't throw the collective away either. You know, like we have to operate right, in the world. Right. But like, is the collective supposed to be how we 
formulate our own existence because our own identity because it's as if someone else the way I experience it is telling me how I should perceive myself in the world to the point of forcing me to do it um, in my interactions with others even though I might I myself might not actually perceive myself in that way and maybe the music yeah. is like kind of like that struggle because it's it's really really annoying <laughs> That's, that's an interesting way of putting it because uh, I used a lot of like destructive effects to sort of give a uh, like a, a destructive quality to all the instruments. Like there's usually some kind of distortion or some kind of bit crushing or some kind of tension that is added to the instruments that gives them a sort of tortured dimension. And, uh, you know, it, it can definitely symbolize the tension not only with like the individual versus the collective, but also like human instincts versus uh, like just sort of the indifference of modernity and technology and uh, you know, like the way that our messages are distorted by the mediums we use or like, uh, I mean, there's definitely a lot of that in the album and a lot of that is sort of done in an intuitive way. But I think, what you're describing totally matches with uh, what I did. And as far as like, yeah, I think listening to it, there's something about grunge and like the textures of the distortion and the, and all that, that, that kind of really matches, I think a tortured dimension of kind of seeing and interacting with the world today. Yeah. And I know it might be, um, actually, I think I even wrote a poem once about how annoyed I was um, with society when I, you know, like when I was first starting my channel. I think I wrote a poem about feeling like my my identity was being erased, and it's almost as if the people who push these these collectivist ideologies um, would be trying to say that they're trying to do the opposite of that. But I feel as if my, you know, especially because. I would say that the dominant theories sort of come from the U.S. And like the U.S. cultural and historical landscape is not the cultural and historical landscape of the rest of the world, but everything sort of emanates from there and spreads outwards. And one of the feelings I got a lot um, hearing about like the, the power dynamics in this country is as if my particular history coming from another country didn't really matter. And maybe many people feel that way. But the point I'm trying to make is it might seem as if art isn't useful as a way to comment on, comment on that, especially, I think, if you don't explain it. Like, you know, like, you, it's helpful if the artist explains where he or she's coming from. But actually, when we express ourselves... Um, we express our own truth, and I think that that's really the only sort of valid opposition that can come to these ideas is the people honestly reacting to it and saying, no, like, this is not how I feel about it. And your ideology sort of makes a claim on how I should feel about something. Yeah, there's a few things you mentioned that kind of hit me. So, like, I... I have a different experience of the United States than probably most people that live in the United States, because I, I also grew up in another country. I was, I grew up in Germany when I was a kid and I moved here when I was 12 and I never really fit into the, the mainstream culture because I didn't have the 
all the inside jokes. I didn't have all of the media sort of familiarity. Like it, it's weird. Like even the language people use in commercials kind of affects the way people think, you know, as they grow up in the culture and everything. So I didn't have access to any of that. And as a consequence, people kind of thought that I was, uh, I don't know, I, I triggered their outsider reflex or something. So I never really fit in all that much. And, uh, and then what you mentioned about collectivists, like they try to represent more and more of these fractionated groups, but in, in doing so, they seem to sort of flatten human experience to these weird alienating stories that, yeah, like they don't describe my life. They don't describe your life either. And, uh, and, and they sort of, yeah, it just seems it's really alienating actually. And it's, you know, it's frustrating because you, you kind of get a sense of what they're trying to do because, but their stated goals and their, their actions don't really align. And then, uh, I also have an incarceration background, like I mentioned a second ago with my guitarist, uh, and, and as a you know person who came out of, comes out of that history, dealing with the felony system and, and reading about, you know, what people who claim to fight for social justice, you know, say about the, the, the incarceration system and the felony system and everything. It's frustrating to encounter the, this like huge cultural phenomenon that just as quickly as it like advocates for you, it abandons you, you know, like it, it might advocate for you in one way, but it'll throw you to the, the, the trash in another way. And I get the sense that it's more so about just power and influence than it is about helping people. And so, yeah, that frustration uh, definitely was something that I put into the album as well. Yeah, I would definitely, um, yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, when I say I put things into the album, it's more that I, I put a mood into the, the songwriting. It's not that I'm writing lyrics about it. The lyrics are all really kind of abstract and, almost symbolic in a way but so usually I, I talk about the moods of things when I'm when I talk about putting something into the album I, I'm talking about the mood so I'm trying to transmit the mood so that you can feel it too basically and not feel alone you know what I mean yeah uh yeah yeah that not feeling alone thing kind of again comes back to the importance of us ex expressing ourselves and letting other people know how we feel because that just just that it just lets us know that we're not crazy i can't tell you how many people when i first started just thinking out loud and i was mostly just railing against identity politics so many people said you make me feel like i'm not crazy so like that's that's really really important um uh, for people to have it's tricky because of the cancel culture stuff like i wasn't even a big like musician on in any scene and, and the local activists already decided to hate me but that's because I was I co-founded a men's rights like group in Denver so they and we did a bunch of like booths so like I was already on their radar I just didn't expect that like for your music too like you did yeah. something separate and then they found your music and they were like let's just hate on his music too Oh yeah, they they. I was really surprised by it. Like literally two hours after the Facebook announcement of my first concert ever, they were the the local activists were already smearing me, lying about me, and uh, one guy in particular uh, decided to. Oh, and they wrote about me in the local music magazine, calling me like a nihilist and yeah, like really, <laughs> really crazy stuff. Wow, um, that's so interesting. Because, yeah, just because you started a 
a men's rights movement. Correct. That's a group. crazy. A small group. That's insane. Yeah. That's actually insane. Yeah. Um, can I include that? Because that's really interesting to put in yeah, the Yeah, you can include that for sure. Yeah. For sure. That, that's scary. I mean, like, I also, I make some art, um, but I don't lie. Like, I, I've been, I mean, I, I'm kind of an out, outspoken person, and I don't mix, like, I don't mix, like, my politics with, like, when I'm going to school. Like, I'm not going to, like, talk about it all the time right. unless it comes up. Right. Or, like, I, I'm not going to, like, me sharing or selling my art. Like, that's separate I think from like me talking about these things but I don't hide it like I link I'll be like oh I also do Correct. this if you're interested right. so it's like very I don't know if scary is the right word I would almost just say concerning for the state of society like we've been talking about this whole cancer culture thing for right. a person to not be able to like just live in the world and express themselves because it goes against some some person's idea of like what's the best thing for society right. and that's exactly what well, leads to the whole communism stuff exactly well that and that's exactly what the album's about it's kind of a reaction i was already working on a lot of the tracks before the show cancellation but once it did get canceled i uh i definitely put those emotions into the album and that's kind of why it sounds the way it sounds and I kind of wanted to ask you to talk a bit more about the, the actual um album itself um so the album is called Lethe. Lethe, yeah. And I like, what are the the songs on it, and like, are are there different themes for or topics for each song or anything like that? Yeah, um, there's nine songs on the album. The fourth song was not written by me. It's a a piano piece written by Claude Debussy that I turned into sort of like a tortured sort of soundscape kind of thing. Um, but all the rest are written by me, and uh, I could take you through a couple of them. For example, the first song is called Asheron, which is another uh, river in Hades. And uh, when I wrote that, I, I kind of had two things in mind. One was uh, just like this sort of images that I've seen, like hand drawings and, and pictures of, you know, collectivist murder, you know, like they, they, they always tend to gather people up and... and kill them and bury them in mass graves and everything and I thought that that was kind of like a scene that's very similar to Hades or Hell and Asheron is kind of like the the entrance of Hell it's kind of like this shore that you you know after you die if you're going to Hell you I, I sort of use Hades and Hell interchangeably I'm not speaking literally but you know uh, you know you arrive at the shores with all these other people and it's just this cacophonous scene where everyone is sort of like uh, what the hell, this is reality now. It kind of reminds me of boot camp too. I was in the, the Marine Corps and when you first get to boot camp, it's all shouting and all chaos and all like, what the hell did I just get myself into? Um, or like, you know, or war, you know, like I, I just had this other interview where it also reminded me of D-Day, which uh, is basically when the Allies invaded France to push back the Germans in World War II. And uh, just imagining arriving at a shore where there's nothing but chaos and death and the terror and, and the destruction and everything. And I even sort of tie it to like some causes, like uh, the first line is, and the banks are free. And so the banks refers to the shores of Hades, but it also refers to how money, print, money printing is free money, you know? So it's kind of like a double entente. Uh, you know, it just kind of goes on. Uh, 
let me see the center i'll just give you a couple examples of some what i was thinking of for some of the songs because if i could go on and it'll just be 40 minutes of, of uh you know talking but uh the last song the center is sort of the opposite it, it's kind of like the frozen core of hell where uh, there's like almost nothing happening and it's almost like you've forgotten everything even the ability to see and you're sort of uh, in this blackness and all you can hear is maybe your own heartbeat and uh, I was talking to Jonathan Peugeot about the album recently and he said he wishes there was like a kind of a single song that that provided some like relief which there isn't any but uh, the last song is kind of like a hope of reincarnation um, because part of the Lethe mythology is that souls couldn't reincarnate until they've forgotten all the details of their of their uh, lives on earth so that's kind of maybe there's some something beyond the horizon that can be anticipated with some uh, some hope yeah, but, but the rest of the oh, go ahead I was just gonna say how would that be hope because in the context of the whole you know political collectivism erasing your um identity wouldn't that be horrible because <laughs> then you'd have erased everything and now you're just like i guess this collective group that society wants to put you in that has erased all the things that make you you yeah i think that uh those kinds of systems eventually fail um so there's really two outcomes either you know those either that system is prevented from taking place in in the first place or it it does take place but it fails anyway because there's no future for that kind of uh society and we've kind of seen that bear out over and over again they only exist when they're propped up by other things and those things can't last forever either and uh i mean there's there's lots of hope uh, you know, before it gets to that point as well. But the album itself is an exploration of like the very worst. Uh, uh, I think, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna try to be specific um, and not too vague when we're talking. So we're, we're talking, we're thinking like uh, communist ideologies where, is that what you meant when you said these specific ideologies? Um, yeah, they yeah, take yeah. Root, that... um, where the individual is is really just part of the collective and belongs to the collective and everybody is helping each other and that for some reason sounds really really nice to people um because you've like leveled the playing field which is what we want we just want equality but say that again for, i said for some reason that sounds really nice to people because we've leveled the playing field so everyone's equal and we want equality which is you know like that's the word we we use and that, that's kind of the word that drives people uh, the vision that drives people towards implementing these ideologies is the idea of equality. But if you have it, if you have the equality, you've then erased the individual. At least the way it actually plays out when these uh, societies take hold. Even if people who initially start advocating for them, that's not what they think um, will happen. I just wanted to specify uh, what we what we were talking about when we said these societies. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I am talking about communism, and uh, I yeah, and I think that part of the Lethe sort of symbolism is about how people just have forgotten about communism being, you know, the reality that it is. You know, like people sort of roll their eyes and they'll, uh, and they they sort of think of 
you know, they just don't, they don't, they've forgotten either deliberately or, or because they were never educated in the first place about them, all of the horrors that happened in the Soviet Union, in China, in North Korea. Like, I mean, yeah, I, so I'm just kind of exploring the worst of it. And I'm also sort of like trying to make art that depicts it because you, there isn't a lot of art that explores at least to my knowledge, there's not a lot of art that has explored the true horrors of it all in a way that uh, people will actually listen to or, or digest, you know, like, cause it's not just about the, the a possible future. It's also about the past in some sense, like things that have already happened. Yeah. Now that you say that you're absolutely right. I don't know of much like film, for example, which I would say is the most kind of popular art that sorts of tries to, give society a grounding about what's good or what's not for society. I think film really tries to do that a lot. And I haven't seen much film that denigrates like communism or the ideas that drive communism, which don't sound that bad at all. It's about, you know, leveling the playing field. But I have seen a lot that denigrates capitalism and like businessmen or that like, I've definitely seen that and I don't really see much of the other and that that's something of interest for sure right um I remember there was a youtuber several years ago I can't remember who but was like where's this where's the anti-communist art you know and uh I was working on sort of some dystopian sort of music and it hadn't become lethe yet and then uh when my I had a show that got canceled and, you know, I wasn't sure how, you know, prevalent cancel culture was in society, but it happened to me and I hadn't even really started yet. Like, so I was like, wow, this is a real phenomenon. And so I sort of wanted, I, I decided to explore it in an album rather than try and butt my head against the system or whatever. And so now it's finally ready. And uh, yeah, it's, I'm kind of not sure where it goes from here, but uh that, that's what I decided to do. Okay, I kind of have one more question for you that's, that's more about the uh, political philosophy of um, the music. How would you say, I have an answer in my head, but how would you say the cancel culture relates to the collectivism and erasing individuality? Well, so cancel culture is kind of, it sees itself as fighting for the underdog. Um, but I see it as a sort of informal felony system. So once you're canceled, you're kind of, you know, you, you have all these lies about you that are, are sort of put on the internet for people to see. And this makes it very difficult for you to find employment or find, you know, it, 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 and it's designed to do that. And because I was, because I'm a felon, I was like, oh, it's just a felony. You know, it's a felony that people give you in the, on the internet. And uh, felonies, uh, I read a book by Michelle Alexander when I was locked up that's called The New Jim Crow, and it's about how the felony system is uh, sort of like a hangover from Jim Crow, where you can discriminate against a felon in all the ways that people used to discriminate against black people in Jim Crow. And I think Michelle Alexander makes the case that it actually replaced Jim Crow in some sense, and, and then society kind of forgot about it. And so... I think that it's just a tool of political control to eliminate enemies for power. Um, that's what cancel culture is. Uh, 
and uh, you know it, they're they're getting to where people can't bank, they can't use websites, they can't use all these things based on what are essentially lies. And so I think that it's setting the foundations for what kind of political power they want to wield in the future. And it's very much like secret police. It's very much like uh, all the things that happened in Europe when, uh, you know, socialism and fascism and communism were taking over in Europe. It's a, a very similar thing, except it's happening in, in total public view now. And uh, I can't really articulate it much better than that because I haven't really thought about it too like in an academic way or anything but that's just kind of my my gut impression of the whole thing you know yeah well um it's funny because I, I feel as if you didn't necessarily explicitly tie um the cancel culture and um I guess what you described as a soft uh, felony system to the whole collectivist idea. And I'll try to go a bit further because I like to do that. As you say, like be a bit more academic about it. I would say that the way those two things, cancer culture and collectivism really in my head, um, are that every time, every time that I've seen someone be canceled, it's almost as if whatever they say is being strawmanned into whatever polarizing narratives exist. So there might actually be a lot of nuance to what I've, I'm trying to say. And there's a lot more to my life than this specific incident. But it all gets smashed into, I don't know, the enemy that the, the, the people who are proponents of collective ideologies want to see you as like you become a caricature and so like that's how to me it's like when people get cancelled the nuance of them and who they are what they're actually saying is erased so like that that's how it ties together um in my head that's a really cool analysis of it and i like that a lot um i i would say that that was not what was on my mind, but it, it totally gels with the symbolism. And I think that's a really awesome uh, interpretation of the symbolism. And I, I agree with it. Uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a really cool observation. Cool. I just kind of thought of it as we were talking. Um, well, what I was, what I was imagining as you were saying that is sort of like, you know, often when you say level the playing field, I kind of imagine a field of like people and I imagine like a buzzsaw just cutting everyone off at the same level, you know what I mean? Like, and the people shorter than that get to live and the people taller than it are killed by the buzzsaw, like severing the top of their head or something. And uh, uh, it's it's kind of, that's what it's making me think of. Yeah, that I think these are topics that are explored a lot in um, philosophy. Like, I can't remember the authors, but I, I took a existential philosophy course just one in college and one topic was specifically about I think it might have been Nietzsche talking about it I don't remember it was specifically about um how societies try to knock down anyone who who's who stands up and that's just something that has happened over and over again and you know it's like not unique to modern modern times so I was gonna sort of uh, wrap it up and unless unless there was something you wanted to say that you, you haven't said yet? 
Um, I don't have anything to say in particular, but I worked really hard to make an album that was, you know, contemporary, fresh, enjoyable, high quality. Um, and I really made it for all the people who are just sort of like tired of the the, the monoculture in entertainment. You know, like it, it just seems like it's uh, a lot of it these days seems like it's just one voice sort of proclaiming the same thing. And it's all a straw man and it's all just this nonsense and it's almost I almost get the sense that these musicians are trapped too like I'm sure some of them are they don't believe in what they're talking about and uh so I don't know I, I just decided you know I'm already sort of on the fringe of society because I'm this kind of outcast being a criminal and everything so I don't have that much to lose by sticking my neck out and saying what I really believe, at least compared to some people who have, you know, millions of dollars or whatever, they're afraid of losing it. So I've already lost most of the things in my life. So I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I just saw that there's this huge, like, wasteland where there's no art there. And I wanted to make that art that, to fill that space. And, uh, you know, the, the genre might not be everybody's thing. It's, you know, it overlaps with rock, it overlaps with electronic music, but it's kind of heady and depressing and, you know, maybe not everyone's thing, but uh, give it a shot. It, it, it's uh, going to drop on uh, Sp uh, on Spotify in February, so at the beginning of February, and uh, or you could go to my website, EliteFatria.com. You could spend $10 to buy, buy the album, and then uh, I created some supplemental information uh, you know, like a like a digital insert and stuff like that too. And that's free. So maybe if you want to just look at the art and read the lyrics, you could do that for free. Um, I'm also releasing a bunch of videos on there that's free too. Anytime I do a cover of another band's material, that's available for free. I've, I've done a few covers. Um, but yeah, just uh, check the website out and see if you like the music. Okay, yeah, I would encourage uh, my audience to, to do that. I hope this conversation was interesting. I like, not all, I, say I, would, I, li I would say that I like about 80% of the music that I've heard, which isn't that much, maybe like out of four out of five songs. I wouldn't call it um, necessarily depressing. I would just call it very like emotional. Um, and you guys might like, and uh, Brian wanted to share his music, and I think it's great that he's expressing himself artistically when it comes to what's happening in society the way i express myself intellectually well thanks for having me on i, I really appreciate uh, i really appreciate the opportunity and uh i look forward to what may come thank you also bye bye